0: So here we are. This is City of Mist. It is a very elaborate hack of Powered by the Apocalypse. And it is sort of been mashed together with Fate and a couple of other systems and uh, influenced by that. And the Blades in the Dark hack, which is also an elaborate hack of Powered by the Apocalypse. And we are going to be using this system for a section of the game. And it is all going to be connected in ways that will make sense when we complete this section of the game in City of Mist. So to start with, we've got your four characters. Maria Costco, Mark William Calloway, Roger Cand or Candy? Cande. Cande. And Veronica Sterling. Those names all correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. So does anyone want to tell me a bit about your characters while we're sitting in here?
1: I mean, I mean, I'm always the first one. I I can do it.
0: I don't want to buck the trend. You don't have to.
1: What?
2: I don't want to buck the trend. Keep the dream alive.
3: <laughs> Consistency is key here.
1: Okay. Uh, Maria is the blue fairy, from, or the fairy with the turquoise hair from the story Pinocchio. Um, it was kind of hard figuring this out because it's like, uh disney book you know all that um yeah so what what about her uh she's italian
4: mm-hmm.
1: and partly based on two of my grandmothers mashed together yeah and um so she's like if i was gonna say the tagline she's the her mythos is the blue fairy and her logos is a girl with Asperger's like a 20 something who might be on disability. I don't know. Um,
0: we'll have to determine like what the what those systems are like in our city. Really? Yeah. We don't know if there's going to be disability or what it will be like if it exists. Yeah. Like we get we get to choose all that.
1: Okay. Well, uh, she has Asperger's, I mean, she could work, but I don't, I don't know where she would work.
4: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, she's got a magic wand that looks like a pencil that she tucks behind her ear all the time. Hmm. I mentioned before that she has a therapy dog. And let me check the dog's name because it's in Italian. I lifted this from the Wikipedia page for Pinocchio. Medoro. There we go. Medoro. Medoro. Yeah.
4: Who's a poodle? That's uh, good. Uh, yeah. Well, I like poodles.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh Let me see. It's going to be interesting because I'm going to have to accentuate more of the Aspie stuff. Okay. But um, then again, with girls, it runs differently, so that will be interesting. Um, She lives above a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown, which I had pictured being right next to Little Italy, uh, because that's the way it is in New York. Yeah. And... um, one of the characters that I had mentioned before existing was someone named, uh, I don't know what his name was. I was thinking it'd be funny if it was Merle (laughs) and his myth, (laughs) and his mythos was Merlin. And he was a therapist, uh, or psychologist that she had seen. And, uh, he knew he was a rift too. And, um, he was like a therapist for people, but then like if any of his patients ended up manifesting as being rifts too, then he would help them with that. And he had a notebook um, where he was trying to figure stuff out, um, studying mythos and the different uh, rifts in the city, and just kind of writing it down, a la (laughs) good old Gravity Falls. right,
0: that makes sense.
1: Yeah. And then he died, and Maria inherited the notebook. And apparently, Roger had seen him as well.
0: Right. So we, uh, I guess I should talk a little bit about what City of Mist is, so that the audience isn't quite so lost, and I'll probably cut this back to earlier in it. Uh, So this is a game that takes place in a city that we are going to design. So it does not take place on the station. And what's unique about this city are two main things that are unique about this city. One, there are people walking around that have growing inside of them myths and legends who are seeking to break out of their hosts, I suppose, and reenact their stories across the city. So you might have somebody who has inside of them the legend of King Arthur, and so that legend is trying to grow through the person and unify everyone in the city under one banner or something along those lines. They would have a goal that matches with their mythos. On the other hand, you might have somebody whose mythos is uh, someone not as cool as King Arthur. What am I thinking about? I had one for an Lance example here. Craig. <laughs> Craig. <laughs> <clears throat> frig. Their mythos is their mythos is the Craigbot, and their goal is to record everything that ever happens. So, you know, they want to set up a Panopticon surveillance state in the city. So these uh mythos or mythoi as they say are growing within people. Not everybody though. And when you become aware of the mythos growing inside of you, you become what is called a rift. So that person will be the Rift of King Arthur or the Rift of Craig Bot. that is either going along with or fighting against or just struggling with in various ways the myth that is trying to take them over. And you start off just being aware of it, and it gives you some type of powers, some type of superhuman abilities. And the more you let it take you over, the more powerful you get, but the less you you are and the more myth you become until eventually you become an avatar. Where you're no longer any of you, you are just that myth in this setting. The other thing that's unique about the city is that there is a mist everywhere, the city of mist. And what this mist does is it affects minds, memories, brains, and it makes people think that everything they see is normal or it distracts them from seeing anything unusual or superhuman. So the mist might cause a flock of birds to fly up into the sky as somebody was shooting a fireball out of their chin. And so the people would see the birds instead of the fireball. Or the mist might do something a little uh, less subtle and simply erase somebody's memory so they wake up having lost a day because the previous day they saw too much wacky stuff. Rifts, however, are mostly immune to that. They remember the weird stuff they see because they're the ones causing the weird stuff. So that City of Mist. So... Uh, the other thing we have to establish is the series concepts. And we had, we talked about this a little bit on the discord, right? Yes. Now I was, I was pushing for the event, but did
3: anyone else have something they prefer or want to suggest instead? Uh, nope. Kikri and I were liking two and three. I don't remember if Mike and Jason had a chance to check it out.
1: Yeah.
2: I am. No, I don't. I was in class during this period of time.
0: Okay. So the series Concepts determines what kind of crew your group is and what kind of story you're going to tell. So there's casual detectives with, it's like, you know, Miss Marple. And the series focuses everyday life. And your characters are everyday people. And you might be investigating neighborhood drama or dealing with small time schemes, juggling everyday life. Company men are, you know, you are evil tax auditors. Absolutely not. It's tough to say. Yeah. (laughs) It'd be white-collar professionals.
1: Auditors is a bad word now.
0: (laughs) You mean arbiters? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so you'd be working for a company that investigates these things on behalf of probably a powerful rift. Uh, Conspiracy busters, if you want to not shower and live in your car and spy on people from dumpsters or whatever dabblers in the mist are people who like to research old stuff and link it to what's going on now so like you might be dealing with uh the occult normally magic mystics hippies and so on and then there's uh the event something big happens to your characters you can't necessarily either you can remember it clearly and it's affected you badly or you can't really remember it, and you have these weird flashbacks about it, but you can't escape it. This thing affected you deeply, but no one else remembers it except for the other people in your crew mm-hmm. Some type of traumatic or life-altering event everyone on the crew experienced together, and it would be could be anybody as the character is a mixed group, and most likely you're going to be finding people involved dealing with the rifts who caused it or are Also investigating it another way or trying to hide it or whatever and just figuring out what caused it. Yeah. You can also be a gang. You can be street-level superheroes, modern gods, religious order, professionals like uh, assassins and mercenaries, and that's it.
1: I never let go of an idea, and that idea is the mystery gang. (laughs)
4: Like the uh, Mystery Mobile gang from Scooby-Doo? Yes. hmm So you are
0: positing, what, casual detectives?
1: Uh, I like that idea. I don't know what it, anyone else. I'm not the one that decides.
0: No, we're, we're all the one that decides here. There's no top-down thing going on here. I like the event, but I have no more say in it than any of you do. And so now the time for thoughts, ideas, spirited debate trial by
5: combat.
4: Ooh.
5: I
2: like the concept of uh
5: the event. I like
3: that it's like an immutable moving thing that we can't escape.
4: Mm.
5: Okay.
3: I think we also liked the event just cuz it was it was a good way of getting us all together. Yeah. Okay.
1: Sorry, I just me- I just meant like as a group feel the mystery gang, but yeah, the event being the the thing The different options were, one, the apocalypse happened and no one else could remember it. Two, was a building appearing and we were there.
0: A structure appears. Yeah. And no one else can see it or interact with it. And you all woke up the next day with no memory except that you saw a structure. Is the structure
4: of Fetty
3: Fosbera's Pizza? No! It is not.
1: No. It's
3: Candy's Pizza.
1: Craig. <laughs> I don't want robotic Craig's chasing me around.
4: <laughs> it's just some type of huge structure in the middle of some part of the city. And where it appeared you were standing. And the
0: last option was about an election. Uh, the mayoral election. And every day since the election, there's a new person or thing that is mayor every day and nobody else seems to notice that the mayor is changing every day.
1: I, I personally liked the third, the best, but to what be do honest, y'all think?
2: If the mayor changed every day in real life, I also wouldn't notice. So I don't know. <laughs> that doesn't seem too fantasy for me.
0: Okay. So advantages and disadvantages of those two are, are we okay with the event then? I'm yeah. There. Okay. Uh, advantages and disadvantages. If we are doing the structure one, then that makes it easy to keep the structure of the game really tight because you are investigating one thing, this building, and your focus is going to be on either going into the building or finding other people who were there, and it's sort of like you know, like a persona kind of thing? Like persona three, I guess, where you're just going in to figure out what the heck is on going on with this weird building that no one else can see. Matt. Yeah.
4: You have no idea how much I love those games.
0: I love them very much also, and I'm so sad that I don't have the means to play f- five.
4: I literally have all of them. Yeah. I like and all two the a animes. lot. I haven't seen the animes, but I hear they're pretty good, some of them. All right, um,
0: so disadvantages of that one is there's less, I guess, freedom for you. You can still investigate however you want, but the thing you're investigating is this building. Um, advantages for the election. You've got a specific office that you're focused on, and you can probably do things like... um. What's the word I'm looking for stakeouts to try and see like when the mayor changes, how the mayor changes, who or what is causing the mayor to change. And that kind of stuff uh, I think would be pretty cool, but it's less active, I think. So Mm. that one, it has a wider focus. So you have more
4: freedom in how you go about it, but there's, the scale is different as well. I really hope the reveal isn't that the mayor's changing every day because of accelerated democracy. (laughs) Uh, It's just been a vote every day. Mystery solved. (laughs) The scariest mythos, democracy. (laughs) (laughs) It's Uber,
0: but for civic servants. This sounds awful. Wait a second.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh. Or like, they're a shape changer. Who knows? That's something, I don't know.
3: What is this about democracy? I thought we are an anarchist commune.
4: I don't know what the city, I don't know how the city runs. <laughs> so, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I know
0: you're used to me saying, here's how the thing is going to be, but I'm not doing that this time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um oh that's tough Well, i like the idea of us being able to play out our backstories a little bit like i know that like with me it's the note like like i have to investigate this because of the notebook and then um for roger it's like i'm trying to find who jack the ripper is
0: yeah i think we can like we'll have space for that either way like i will build in I will build in things for that, regardless of what we do.
4: Kiki,
1: oh, sorry, I just said my cat's name because she's here.
4: Hello, Kiki. How's the delivery service going?
1: She just shook her head. She doesn't really deliver many things these days.
0: Oh
3: well, you got to retire sometime.
1: Yeah, sit on your side and eat cat food.
3: By a timeshare in House Moving Castle. <laughs> yeah that's an interesting idea it
0: could be that the structure goes different places (gasps) if we do that one
1: yes
5: i'm absolutely here for that we have to follow it and like observe patterns ah
1: yes Yes. that
5: could be really neat
1: yes i'm all down about howl's moving castle
0: i love moving buildings it's one of my jams okay so that's that's a possibility if we do that one
1: Did anyone ever read one of the other books when it becomes a flying castle and it's flying and everything gets changed inside by a genie and then... No. Okay.
0: No, sorry. I've only read the first one. That was a long time ago now. But I liked it.
1: It was a good book. Second one, like I said, becomes a flying castle.
3: Moving buildings must really rustle the jimmies of the urban planners. (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's the thing nobody notices when the building appears or disappears they just walk around it as if it weren't there or as if they couldn't see it
1: what if like the one like urban planner though is a rift and can see it and it's just like
0: (sighs) that's a very good npc that i could make
1: could he have the kate she mythos please please
0: i have to see. I'll have to see what's the best fit for that kind of NPC.
1: No, please.
0: I have a number of cool characters.
1: I, I mean, need sure. The, I need the Final Fantasy VII reference!
3: <laughs> I will see what I can do. If yeah, there's a librarian, they have to be named Paige Turner. Just do that for <laughs> me. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: if we run into one, you know, remind
4: me that that's not their
1: name. Not Colleen
4: Kelly? <laughs> Paige Turner, I... <laughs>
1: What about Dewey?
4: Maybe there are
0: three librarians who all work together. <laughs> and
5: they're best friends.
4: This is a fantasy game.
5: No one likes their colleagues. But they're <laughs> also in a witch's coven. Okay, now I'm on board. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, so we need, to, we, need to make a, uh, we need to make a choice.
1: Moving building. That's my vote.
0: We're doing mystery structure or mystery mayor or something in completely different that one of you has just thought of.
1: I like mystery
4: structure. Yeah. Same.
1: I I vote for Howl's moving castle.
0: Okay. So that's what we're going to do. Okay. We'll go down the list. Brown sugar. Oh, geez. Um, I'm sorry. It is. It is OG brown sugar.
3: I I had to add the OG qualifier. A A lot of imposters online these days. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. You wouldn't bring this girl home to meet your parents it's it's basically veruca salt with a little bit of a drug problem (laughs) that's not even really a problem she can quit anytime she wants oh yeah of course i'm sure people just don't know so her name is veronica
4: sterling good good even though she too is very salty uh (laughs) her mythos is loki of course which is high key appropriate yeah, absolutely. Okay, I will ask you some
3: questions. Please do. Where does she live? She lives in a in a fancy penthouse because she is an heiress. Okay. With no adult supervision. How old is she?
0: She's like mid twenties. Okay. Does she live with anybody in the penthouse?
3: No. Okay. I mean, there's the help, but the help. Who's the help? Th- there's a fancy butler, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sebastian. And then there. There's, like, the really motherly
4: maid, and then the snarky maid, but she means well. Okay. We can figure out names for them later. That's not as important right now.
0: She's got a butler, two maids, motherly maid, and the... What was the other descriptor? Snarky. Snarky maid. What's her relationship with these people? Does she, like, respect them as fellow human beings,
3: or is she... Really bougie about it. No, she's nice. I mean, they've basically raised her. I mean, she's not like super gregarious, but like she treats them a lot better than she would treat anyone else.
0: Right. So she has a a sort of special connection with them.
3: They're the only ones that remember to cut off the crust from the peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. How could she not? Of course.
0: Uh, What is the worst thing about Veronica's penthouse, in her opinion?
3: Even though she has a great view... That view includes the slums. Hmm.
4: So there gonna are slums have in the city? There are. She's not going to have them blown up like Alistair Tempany, but... Not her favorite. No. Okay. Uh,
0: Where is this? Where is this? You're in the penthouse, so where is the rich part of town?
4: The rich part of town is kind of... It's like smack in the middle. It's near where all like the the banking shenanigans are. Oh, okay. Like a Wall Street kind of situation? Yes. Like the financial district is also where the rich people have their penthouses. All right.
0: Uh, so her relationship with her parents
3: is basically non-existent. I mean, they were always jetting off to the
4: Upteenth honeymoons. Right. Do they forget her name and stuff? Oh yeah. That kind of parent. Okay. So who uh what does she do for a living?
0: If anything.
3: Uh she used to not do anything and really like uh squandered the whole point of trying to be the heiress. Like yeah, eventually she would take over the company. She isn't even exactly sure what they do. She just knows they make money. Mm-hmm. But she's apparently good enough at like. Impressing other people enough to where they want to like invest. Right. But she used to just party hardy. Like Andrew W.K. taught her. But then and this is how she got her mythos. She had a really bad trip. Hmm. And then Loki showed up and was like, hey, like this is fun, but it's kind of killing you. I can show you how to have fun in ways that won't kill you. And she was like, I.
4: Okay. That's cool. Anything else come to mind? She's really like obliviously aloof where like, she has no idea how people who aren't rich do stuff. So like, if you were like, you know, venting about a mortgage,
3: she's like, what the hell is a mortgage?
4: Right. I once heard a story
0: about, uh, an exchange student from a wealthy con- country that I won't name. And he came to study. Did I hear the story from you, Jason? Uh, I don't know. What's the story? Well, I'll keep telling it. And if it was you, then you can let me know that I'm stepping on your jam. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'll jump in. If it, I'll, I'll jump in if it's mine.
0: So he was living in an apartment, and he started complaining to the friends that he'd made while he was studying abroad about how there was this weird powder that kept building up in his apartment. And so he had to like constantly like clean up this weird powder that was uh, building up on things. Like He tried closing the doors and windows. He tried putting towels under the windows and doors and stuff to stop it. But somehow this powder kept building up. And his friends were like, this is really weird. We should go check this out in case it's a health hazard or anything. Uh, so anyway, it turned out that he just never had seen dust before.
4: Oh my gosh! That fantastic. Isn't a new story, but
0: that's ridiculous. What? This is <laughs> very wealthy, so he grew up with he grew up in a house with you know cleaners and maids who were very diligent. So he had never seen dust; he had no idea what it was, and he couldn't figure out why this powder was building up on all of his surfaces. <laughs> that's
4: and fantastic! Oh, that's amazing.
0: Like, he's apparently also a nice a nice guy, but just like you said obliviously aloof
1: wow
4: that's alarming it's alarmingly aloof wow yep
1: Ah, uh, i'm not gonna get over that story for a while
0: yeah it haunts me <laughs>
1: <laughs> of course you had to shared it
0: speaking of haunting <laughs> speaking of haunting mike
5: oh boy let me tell you am i haunted by the ghost of my past sins
4: <laughs> oh no
5: tell me about roger canday Roger Conde, um, definitely his real name. He is a he lives near uh, the the quote unquote Chinatown of our city of mists, and he owns and operates uh, K- Candy's Pizza. Okay, which is named for him. He's the he's the head chef. He has a few people who work for him. Um, it's usually like people running cashiers. He's he's a very diligent man. He's always there. It's not even nine to five. It's like five to. It's actually like a five to nine. Okay, he, he's there all day, or at least you know, like he lives above it, and uh, no one knows this, but he has a, a conspiracy dungeon in his basement. All right, so in the basement of the pizza shop, and that is where he's been trying to track down the the mytho or who, whoever the mythos Jack the Ripper is inhabiting, because Jack the Ripper
4: murdered and took credit for the murder of um Roger's partner, who I've not come up with a name for yet. Okay.
0: So he's investigating, trying to find the rift of Jack the Ripper.
5: That is the idea. I'm trying to find the Rift. Okay. And uh were it not for the were not for the pizza shop and my mission and Roger's mission to find Jack the Ripper, uh there's a good chance he would probably give all the way over to uh, the hide-behind, which is his mythos.
0: Yes, you are the only one in the party who is a borderliner, which means you have two mythos themes as opposed to just one. I uh, I think that is a pretty good way of representing just how far gone Roger is at this point, how far into this rabbit hole he's gone.
3: Mike, I need to ask you something. Hit me with it. Does Roger also make pizzas?
5: God gave him a gift. He makes pizzas. <laughs> he makes pizzas very well. <laughs> are, are, are you telling me that he too is good with his hands? <laughs> every, every single one of my characters that I've ever made and roleplayed online has been extremely good with their hands. You know, you,
0: you build up a lot of muscles in your fingers kneading all that dough. It's a very particular set of skills.
1: Oh my gosh. I
5: would say. I would say.
1: Now, was this partner romantic?
0: Um, this partner was
4: professional and romantic. Oh. Okay. That's really sad. Yeah. Extremely. What about Merlin?
1: Did you want to say something about that? Or is that just me?
5: So Merle... Pushing um, it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that I see... I don't think that Roger sees Merlin... Like, in, in any professional setting, I think that it's... Or Saw. Or Saw. Like, I think that um, he has an association with the old guy because he likes his pizza. And they talk really late at night
4: when he's the only one there.
0: All right. So were you getting sort of not on the clock, but advice from Merle? Or were you just chatting about other stuff?
5: I, I think it's, like, kind of unavoidable to get advice from Merle. Right. Like I just talk, he listens. He talks. I listen, and we offer each other advice. Roger is about thirty-five, but acts and looks way older.
4: Okay, who's your favorite employee? There's a dude from uh, there's a dude from
5: Maine, actually, who's incredibly nice, and he moved to this city because he wants to be an actor. And Roger's like, damn. I always wanted to be an actor, too, before all this crazy shit happened. And I started noticing a moving building. And uh, I think his name is um, Frank. Just Frank Thompson.
4: Okay.
0: I'm not going to say from Maine, because we don't know that Maine exists in our world or where this city is.
5: Maine is eternal, actually. (laughs) Uh, So this wannabe
0: actor from elsewhere, from outside the city, which is uncommon. he says his name was Frank.
5: Yep, Frank Thompson. Frank Thompson.
0: Okay. I'm going to insert a character into your employee as well. Uh, Your new hire. uh, They are in their early 20s. And they are named Hafsat Benkole. also
4: from elsewhere. Could I have that spelling, please? I will send you the spelling. Perfecto.
0: H-A-F-S-A-T. Hafsat. B-A-N-K-O-L-E, Van Cole. So they are your newest employee as well. And uh, they are new in town. They seem kind of lost. You have taken them in and given them a job. Because you have this feeling that they are connected to things.
4: Got it. I'm watching you. Okay. Tell me about Mark William Calloway. M.D.
2: Still M.D.? i mean no but he once was mark william calloway md uh he's a he was um a doctor uh that was very interested in um end of life care right um and uh he got into Uh, assisted suicide he was um he was offering that as a service to people and uh where he was doing that it was illegal and um it was found out he managed to avoid any criminal charges but his medical license was revoked um so he left town where he was and he moved uh into uh this new city of mist and uh yeah and just kind of tries to keep um, a relatively low profile
0: okay what does he do for a living now well he um he's a bit of a
2: um eccentric character um a little bit like he's he's not not in the way that he behaves, but um he his style i guess is a little bit um on the nose he uh is an uber driver but in this universe sorry a super driver um
0: with an umlaut over the U. With an,
2: yes of course <laughs> um and uh uses a modified hearse to transport people around um he doesn't need the money like he still had money from when he was a doctor who's relatively successful and he's well invested but he um he works because he needs something to do and he uh you know, is driving is a passion of his, he's good at it. And so he drives this souped up hearse to take people where they need to go.
3: Okay. Question. Yes. Can the hearse launch caskets to escape its enemies?
4: (laughs) (laughs) I I don't
2: want to show all of my cards before we start playing.
0: (laughs) Uh, Another question. Yes. Is he played by Jason Statham?
2: He's, he's not played by Jason Statham. Um, Jason Statham, of course, has a British accent. I will hopefully not botch a, a bit of a Southern drawl uh, in the portrayal of um, Mark William Calloway. But he's, uh, he would look more like... Um, actually, you know what he might look like?
3: Please say Matt Damon.
4: No. No, <laughs> no not <laughs> no. Matt Damon. He looks
2: like a... You, um, don't be absurd. Like a mid to late 30s Billy Ray Cyrus. Like, not in style, but in face facial features.
5: Never mind. That's okay. worse. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, it's how he looks. It's how he looks.
2: But um, that's how he looks, like, bone structure-wise. But he has uh, swooped, like, bangs, black hair, and he wears a lot of, like, eyeliner and uh, makeup because he's also really into emo music. I, I probably should have mentioned that off the top. Okay. Yeah so i'm actually really really proud of this um one of his themes is uh not a perfect person and one of the power tags is he's an all-out
0: boy
4: you know because he he doesn't hold back
0: i'm looking at your themes and tags and
4: it's it's hurting me jason it's hurting me no he's an (laughs) all-out boy and also
2: like he is handsome and charming in his own little way so he's definitely a death cab cutie
3: naturally yes Is there some Nevada sense thrown in, just so you can take me back to? the
4: (laughs) unfortunately,
2: (laughs) unfortunately, I didn't. Um, But he's he's a very large, like imposing figure, almost built like a WWE wrestler, which is why um, uh, there's also a lot of WWE wrestler um, references. Okay, you'll notice that under his um, identity, his career as um, a super driver, he's got the Big Show fur, too cool a reference to my favorite tag team of all time. And of course, because he's always well-stocked in food and snacks, because he's... What, what would be the equivalent of Skip the Dishes in this universe? Um,
0: we'll, we'll figure it out.
1: Yeah. Break, break into a Slim gym. yeah.
2: Yeah, but he's, uh, he's also known as Snack Dis Jack, because he's got all of the, uh, all the snacks you could ever want. Uh,
3: Does he call his card The Undertaker?
2: Uh, no, but his, <gasps> Mark William Calloway is the real name of The Undertaker.
4: <laughs>
2: oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, so, and this all ties together because um, for his mythos, he's a rift of Kushi, uh, which is a big Gaelic dog that ushers people into the afterlife.
0: All right. So, we're imagining for your appearance uh, a young The Undertaker with the head of Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs>
2: Yeah, more or less, with, like, definitely got that emo hair. Right. So, like, early Hannah Um, Uh, Montana-ish. Don't ask me why I'm saying any of this. Anyway. All with the southern drawl? Oh, with a little bit, just a little bit of a southern drawl. He's a Uh, city boy, but he, he can't, you can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy.
0: Okay, so we're mashing together The Undertaker's body. Yeah. We've got Billy Ray Cyrus's facial structure and the hair of country star alter ego chris gaines
2: absolutely chris Gaines would be an influence on the hairstyle of this individual
0: okay just making sure
2: (laughs) however to be like to be clear mark william calloway not a big fan of chris Gaines. he's (laughs) like he'd rather listen to garth
0: given the opportunity
2: but overall he'll take you know dashboard
0: confessional or whatever all right where does this gentleman live uh
2: have you ever seen
0: the television
2: show highlander yes you know how duncan mcleod lives
0: in that loft Mm -hmm. where
2: like it has the big freight elevator like
0: a loft in the top of a warehouse yeah
2: yeah so he lives in the warehouse district um and uh he like he can actually drive into the freight elevator and drive into his home all right um yeah uh it's pretty cool it's kind of like a bat cave but like more emo? Oh, I mean, actually, that's not true. The Batcave is very emo. Yeah. Batman's super emo.
1: I'm just gonna imagine your character is a big black dog, and not hurt my brain trying to imagine that. I mean, see yourself.
2: He's no, no, no. He's a he's he's got southern charms, but over uh, overall, like he's just into getting people where they need to go, either by transporting them in his verse or assisting them in death.
0: Okay. Does he have any roommates? Uh, no, he lives alone. Um, he's fairly reclusive.
2: Okay. Um, because because like, of all of the scandal of um, his medical license being revoked, and it was a big deal where he came from. So he's just, like, he's relatively new to the city, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have uh, too many connections
4: yet.
0: I assume that your landlord is named Paul?
4: Uh, yeah, That's fair. That's definitely fair. Paul Bearer, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, and so he collects the rent.
4: Yeah, and uh, or should I talk about how Kushi uh, um, manifests? Sure, if you want. Yeah, um, so uh,
2: in an effort to get from place to place, um, in, in a quick time, you know, uh, Mark William Calloway was a little stressed, and all of a sudden a portal... Um, like a big black and purple portal about the size of his hearse opened up in front of him, and it took him uh, to his location. And so he he can uh, doesn't he doesn't quite go to the underworld yet, but he's uh, he's able to um, to tra- travel through um, kind of like hellscape
0: gate looking things. Okay,
4: I've uh, called them hefty helpful holes, um, Triple H for short. Right, naturally. Okay, so he's got portal power. Yeah. What is Maria's power?
1: Oh, um, being the blue fairy from Pinocchio, it's, it's a little hard to pin that down because, you know, you got the different adaptions going on and the different things. So I've kind of tried to limit it uh, down. I wrote, <sighs> she can grant wishes when one wishes upon a star, aka at night. The stars don't necessarily have to be visible, but, um, but a lot of these wishes have to follow general rules. Like you can't wish for someone to be alive again. You can't wish for someone to die. You can't wish for love or anything and anything that you want, like you want it, it has to be that in a sense, like transmutation. Question. Yeah.
3: Can I wish for infinite wishes?
1: Oh, no. I mean, she could just grant wishes. It's not like you get three.
4: She's not a djinn. Yeah, she's... Does the sun count as a star? Uh... Or is it a particular occult nighttime thing?
1: It's more has to do with, like, the first star you see tonight.
0: So it has to be a star at night. I wish I may. I
1: wish I might. Yeah, I mean, she can use her other magic during the day, but only wishes at night.
4: Okay. And did we ask, where does Maria live?
1: Uh, She lives above a Chinese restaurant in Chinatown, which, as I just said, yeah, yeah. And the, her other power tags are the magic that she can do during the day is being able to tell when people tell a lie and um, animate wooden objects for a very short period of time, okay cool. and not even all meta, not even all wooden objects exactly, but you know
0: all right, that's neat. Sorry, does Maria live on her own or with a roommate or with her family?
1: Uh, you know, I hadn't really decided. Given, um, well, she definitely lives with the dog, but with other people, I could see where she'd have kind of an in suite style apartment. So she shares like a kitchen and a bathroom with someone else, but definitely like she has her own space.
0: So, like, you would share the main part of the apartment, but you each have your own room?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Who's your roommate? I think someone who's, like, a distant, like, a cousin. Okay. Like, they're related, but they might be, like, second cousins. Okay. Um, and she definitely comes from a big Italian family. Right. Um, and his name is Anthony Detour. And he's definitely been asked by her dad to make sure she doesn't burn the apartment down or something like that.
0: So he's keeping an eye on you.
1: Yeah, because her dad really doesn't, like, think she can completely, like, make it on her own.
4: Your dad's Geo, right?
1: Yeah, Geo. Okay.
4: Good. So that's the characters, and
0: I think... Because it's late, we're going to call it there for this bit. And we'll flesh out the city and start our first scene uh, next time. Does that sound okay? Yeah. Sounds good. Sure. Awesome. Thanks so much for uh, sharing all this cool information with me. I'm going to take it away and start building it into an iceberg or two. <laughs> and we will go and drive into those icebergs next session. <sighs> Perfect. So until the next time, all the best. Good night, folks.
5: Or goodbye.
0: Space squids. M- Misty
4: yeah,
1: squids. Whatever. Space, Space kids. squids.
5: Space squids. Or I guess misquids here. Squids <laughs> in the mist.
4: Shark in the water.